Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Now, as has been mentioned, this is part 17. Tonight is part 18. When was the miracle? Next Sunday morning, part 19. I know some of you are wondering how far can this go? Next Sunday night is going to be an interview I recently did with the Reverend Marcus Ardern on End Times. Oh, everybody's talking about End Times. Even non-Christians are wondering if this is the end. And so uh, you won't want to miss that interview with the Reverend Marcus Ardern. There you go. All right. Now, Colin chosen is where we are. And uh, by the way, the notes are on metrochurch.online. If you've got that in front of you, press on the notes tab. If you're in the building, the host team were offering them to you as you came in the door this morning. You can collect them. They'll be available for you every week. And that'll be great. But call and chosen is not a moment. I want you to understand that it's not like God picks you and hands you a manual and then on it goes. You're just on your own. Called and chosen is not a moment, it's a life. And it's a life of following Jesus. It's a life of the Spirit and it's a life of the body. It's not some kind of like a segmented contract that fits into a box, but it's you and I walking with God for the rest of our days. I'm called every day, not just the days I have a microphone. I'm called every day, not just the days when I play an instrument or when I welcome people into the church building. But every moment, it's a life that I'm called to. And part of that life is that difficulties can arise. Let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1. It says, It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon, these are enemies of Israel, And others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat, the king. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you beyond the sea from Syria, and they're in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Engadai. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. A good thing to do when you're scared, witless, is to seek the Lord. He proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said this, this is his prayer. O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel, gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwell in it and built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, that's a good one for today, pestilence or famine. We will stand before this temple and in your presence for your name is in this temple and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. And now the people of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir and Covid, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. Just saying if you're listening. 
but they turned from them and didn't destroy them. Here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Listen to this. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? And then a great moment here, a great moment of honesty because being a believer is not living in denial and pretending. It's not saying, well, you know, you know, it'll be all fine one day. But the prayer of Jehoshaphat goes on. He says, for we have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. Heavenly Father, help us today. I pray for every person that's a part of this service, wherever they are. All different kinds of issues in life, all different kinds of opportunities, all different kinds of blessings and all different kinds of problems. God, some of those we're going to be honest and say to you, we don't have power against that. We don't know what to do. But Lord, I pray that during this service, so many hearts will begin to say, but my eyes are on you. I'm, God, I, I don't know what else to do, but I'm watching you. I'm listening and watching to see what you say. Thank you for that. We give you alone, Lord, all the praise. We do give you all the glory. We are your people in your house serving you. Thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Being called and chosen doesn't prevent difficult days from coming, that's for sure. It doesn't stop crises from occurring. But the reality is that a difficult day, listen to it, can be your best day if your expectations are greater than your limitations. Your expectations have got greater power than any limitation around about you. Jehoshaphat's limitations are obvious. It's a great multitude. They have nowhere near enough resource to be able to win the battle on their own. Many of us here that are a part of this service know exactly what that feels like. To be in a situation in the workplace where we say, I'm not the person with the power. I don't know what to do. Many of us, when it comes to health issues or financial ones, we're going to say, God, I don't have what I think I need. I don't know what to do. But if my expectations will rise, my expectations always have greater power than any of our limitations. Maybe for you it's a lack of qualifications, a difficult time, whatever it might be. But limitations will always have to bow to great expectations. Don't lower your expectations to what you deserve or to what the world says you can have. I'll say that again. Don't lower your expectations. These people come and most people, I'm sure, would simply be content to say, can you make the enemy go home? Can you make this problem disappear? God, I'm over this. I've had enough. God, can you just get me out of this mess? God, stop this thing, Lord. Never lower your expectations to what you deserve or to what the world says that you can have. That is just enough. Survival, getting by. I want you to listen to verse 20 later on. Jehoshaphat, this same king, he is a man of faith in the midst of a world of pain and all the craziness going on. 
Jehoshaphat stands up and listen to what he says. Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you'll be established. Believe his prophets and you'll prosper. I love the fact that this guy is not saying, oh, I've gone and sought God. And he says, just hang on, it'll be okay. I love the fact that this man is not asking God for just enough. Will you just get rid of the problem? Oh God, all I want is, is peace again the way it used to be. But this guy, he comes and says, and declares to the people, God's got more in store than just that. Verse 25, after the enemies have been defeated because they turned in on themselves. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, now watch this, they found an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewellery which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away and they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. Not only about you, but I'm really a bit wondering I'm going to untangle this mess for a start. We'll do it the cheats way. These all came out, these all came out of threads, by the way, Philomena, and I'm going to trust you to make them. But seriously, can't you imagine whatever his name was? Bob. Bob the Ammonite. He gets up in the morning, says to his wife, I want a really good breakfast. She said, why? What are you doing today? He said, I'm going to war against the people of Judah. She says, great. And she makes him a big hearty breakfast. And he goes and gets his favourite shield, his big chunker of a sword. And then he gets a little dagger as well. And he goes and gets his breastplate and his bits, other bits, and his helmet bit. And then before he leaves the house, he says, by the way, darling, can you go and get me all the jewellery? And she goes, what, 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 what for? He says, I'm going to battle. And I've got to have something to give the people of Judah. Now, you know that's rubbish. Who on earth ever goes out to battle and puts on all their bling? I look a bit like a rapper, really, don't I? All I need is a big clock. They still wear big clocks? Yo, they don't. Ah, it's because time's on their phone. They got their Apple Watch on instead. Yeah, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> you can see all the young people rolling their eyes, going, oh, please don't do that. Oh, yo. Oh, yeah. I'm down. Can you imagine the whole of the Ammonite Moabite armies? They're blinding everybody with their bling. They've got on their Louis Vuitton sunglasses. Huh? They're wearing all the best gear. I says, oh, by the way, can I have the mink, mink coat? And she goes, what? He goes, no, no, seriously, I'm going to battle. And she goes, you look to me like you're going out the club. 
He says, no, honestly, darling, I'm going out to fight. We're going to war. And they go out there with all this bling. Yeah, Listen, sometimes God arranges some of the strangest things. Sometimes when you think it's the worst day, sometimes when you think there's no way out of this, God says, hold on a second. I've got the enemy getting dressed up to fund your next effort. Huh? Come on. Sometimes when you think it's all finished and why bother? And oh God, and you've started picking out your funeral songs. You've started choosing who's going to give the eulogy. And the Holy Spirit says, guess what I've got coming? Bling. Three days gathering the spoil. Let me say to you this morning that your battles, come on, your battles are worth the fight. Come on. Come on, I don't know what you're fighting right now, but I know you'll be fighting something because there's a devil. Amen? And because there's a devil, he goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. I know that you'll be fighting battles. Some of you will be in your mind or in your emotions, in your body, in your bank balance, in your business life, in your studies. And I just want to say to you that your battles are worth the price of the fight. Don't give up because it looks difficult. Keep fighting. There's bling waiting for you if you'll think. Your battles are worth the fight. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 says, Now unto him who's able to do exceeding abundantly, above all that we can ask or even think, according to the power that works in us. See, I believe that God's got something great in store for us. I really do. I believe that about our church. I believe that about each one of our lives. I don't believe, oh, well, you know, we're just going to hang on sometime next year or the year after. You know, life will go back to normal. I'm not looking for normal. Amen. I'm believing for God to do supernatural, wonderful, astounding things. I'm believing for every day that looks like the enemy stands and roars will be just one more day of gathering spoil for our lives in Jesus' name. I said to you the other day, I believe we've turned the corner. Dr. Ruby said it twice now in leading the worship. You know that something shifted. She said this morning, weights have fallen off people people's lives. But listen, folks, you know, he said, you've got to believe this. You've got to begin to look up from where you are. You've got to say, my limitations don't have the final say. My expectations have more power than my limitations in Jesus' name. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need. And if it stopped there, we'd all think about just getting enough, except that he adds on according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In other words, he's not supplying your need according to the, the smallest amount he can get by on. God is not trying to say, I'm going to prosper you, but how much, how little do you want? He's not like some kind of a, uh, you know, someone saying, what's the lowest price you'll take? God's saying, would you like more? Would you like more? Can I give you more? Because the reality is that God wants to exceed our expectations in Jesus' name. 
God wants to exceed our expectations. Are you with me this morning? I want you with all of your heart. I'm, I'm not preaching so that you can write notes. I'm preaching so that something can get written inside of your heart. And so you can walk out of here. You mightn't have a job right now. You might have difficulty right now. You might have loved ones that are weighing on your heart. And I want you to walk out of here today and say, God, I'm going to raise my expectations. I'm going to believe, God, that you're going to do even more than anything I could ever imagine. God, meet my need according to your riches. Pour it out. Pour it out of my life. Well, we didn't read the part of the story where Jehoshaphat comes up with a strategy. Verse 21 says, And when he consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. And we're saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Get this picture. If you're an Ammonite, you're a Moabite, and you're expecting the champions of Israel, the champions of Judah, you think the biggest, the best, the toughest, the strongest, the most adept with the sword will be out there in the front there. They're leaders, they're champions. Instead of that, out comes the Metro Choir. The cross has the final word. Only they wouldn't sing like that. They'd be there. The cross has. That woke some people up. And if you're an Ammonite or a Moabite and you're looking at that, what do you think about these people? Why are we bothering to invade these nut jobs? These people are lunatic. We don't want them as our prisoners. You've got to be kidding me. They haven't got the brains of a squash fly. And you look at what they are doing and go, that's nuts. You know, I've discovered a whole lot of time things God tells me to do look nuts. You need every cent you've got and the Holy Spirit says, I want you to give. So bless that person over there. And we go, huh? I'm the one who needs it. He says, trust me. See, that's sending out the singers before the army. Amen. You know, you're depressed and you're feeling discouraged. You There you are in your little apartment all by yourself, looking out there and the weather is ugly and cold and raining. And Well, some of you like it. But it's like all that. And this little voice inside of you says, lift up your hands and begin to praise. You go, oh God, don't feel like that. Oh God, I did God, oh God. <laughs> I just want my mummy. And you feel like that, and this little voice inside of you says, Come on, it's time to praise. See, that's the singers going out before the army. Come on, listen to me. What, what is it that God wants you to do that looks ridiculous to everybody else? I'm not talking about being bizarre. But what is there that God wants you to do that you go, mm, mm, wouldn't have thought of that. Truth is that great expectations always appear foolish to onlookers. Don't worry about the sceptics, there's plenty of them. You'll know that the whole time through this whole last 18 months in this church, 
We haven't got into a whole bunch of arguments and theories and ideas. I've just kept saying to you, keep your heart and your mind fixed on Jesus. Keep on declaring vision over your life. Keep on saying, God is my present help and my strength. The Lord is the strength of my life. And I've kept on saying to every single one of us, come on, in the middle of that. And I know some people go, no, 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 you should stop all that. Come down here with us. And I go, no, see, my enemy's got all this spoil. And I don't want to miss it because I stayed home rather than join the singers for, before the army. Amen. I don't want to say, well, I stayed home because I was feeling down. I don't want to say I stayed home because it was raining that day. I don't want to stay home because I go, oh, well, you know, I, I just don't feel anything. I want to keep my eyes and go, somewhere out there my enemy's putting bling on and hasn't got a clue why. And one day I'm going to go with a wheelbarrow to pick it up. Amen. I'm not taking my wallet for the blessing. I'm taking my wheelbarrow in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you with me this morning? Come on, I know you are. And I know so many of you, you all you want to do is jump up and shout. But you're Australians. We don't do that. One more thing I want you to watch. My expectations are greater than the power of any limitations. Don't worry about the skeptics. Listen, my job is who. His job is how. Watch this. Verse 17 of Second Chronicles, chapter 20. Verse 17 goes like this. I'll read it to you. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. Who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem? Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Verse 18. This is every single verse leading up to it. Joshua bowed his head with his face to the ground, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. Then the Levites, verse 19, of the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. Verse 20, so they rose early in the morning, went out of the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and your inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you'll be established for of his prophets, you'll prosper. Verse 21, when he consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. Some of you are going to need to watch this again. And slow it down. And we're saying, praise the Lord. All these verses are them saying, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. They have got it right. My job is who? And let me tell you, it's either me or him. One of you is going to drive. Two people can't drive a car. One of you is going to drive. And as long as you sit there holding on to the steering wheel, white knuckles, saying, don't worry, Jesus, I've got this. He's just going to sit in the passenger seat and say, I'm ready when you're ready. And the day you say, Lord, we have no power against this multitude, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are on you. Lord, would you like the driver's seat? And you let him into that space. The very next verse, verse 22, all those other ones, those five verses of who, here comes the how. 
Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, who'd come against Judah and they were defeated. Five lots of who, but after the who came the how, done by the who. And I think what an incredible, I, I don't know what you're in right now. In a minute, the team are going to come again and we're going to worship again. We're going to declare again that song, the cross is the final word. And I want it to be more than a song that you sing. I want you from your heart to say, Lord, I'm getting the who right. Now, how you do it, I don't have a clue. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure they looked out at the size of this army and all that was going on. By the way, can I just say, these things are like uber heavy. How any... There's a bit of one of my hair in there, by the way. You can sell that as well. All these people watching what's going on. And they're watching these people sing to the Lord and praise the Lord. And they're going, we're going to kill them. But then the who turned up with the how. And everything changed. Everything shifted. I believe in your life. Come on, I believe in your life that the who is waiting to do is how. Come on, I believe that. I, I know that maybe everybody's told you you can't and you won't win and you're not going to be successful and you should just settle for, you know, like, hello, don't put your expectations so high. And the Holy Spirit says, why don't you lift them? Why don't you believe that he'll do even more than what you do? Your limitations are no match for godly expectations in your life, whatever they may be. That's not just a positive chat. These people are literally life and death. What limitations have you got around your life? Listen to the Holy Spirit today. Come on, I can do more. I hear him, come on. I know some of you that have been knocked about so badly, you're kind of, you're bruised and you're battered and it looks like the other guy's winning. you got a cut eye and a broken nose and bleeding. I never said you wouldn't get hurt. you got all this stuff going on and there's the Holy Spirit in the corner. Sandy, come on. This is your round. Come on. I'm going to help you. You look at your who, and he comes and turns around and changes everything for your life in Jesus' name. Can we stand together? Oh, God, we are so grateful. We put our eyes, Lord, we declare what Jehoshaphat said. We have no power against this multitude, whatever it might be. It looks too big. We've been told how big it is. People have come and said, everybody says you can't. They've all told us, well, that's the end of them. But, oh God, our eyes are on you, Lord. Yes, our eyes are on you. We lift them up, Lord, from the lowly things of nature and nurture. We lift them up from the past and what we've been able to achieve. We say, Lord, our eyes.
eyes are on you, O oh God. We say, O oh God, there's nothing greater. There's no one higher. Oh, no one can stand against his name. There's nothing stronger, nothing higher, nothing greater than the name of Jesus. All the honor, all the power, all the glory to the name of Jesus. There's nothing stronger. Wow, this is your moment for your who right now. To say, I, I know who I have believed. Oh, come on, I know whom I have believed. Oh, the honor goes to Him. We go out with praise. Yes, Lord, the cross. Christianity has always been about a who. It's never been about a what. Christianity's never been about a belief or a doctrine, a theology, a set of rules or behaviors. It's never ever been about measure up. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that I got saved by a savior. I never got saved by a belief. I never got saved by an organization. I got saved by a saviour who can save to the uttermost. You're a part of this service and you go, I don't know the saviour. I haven't made him mine. Maybe you're a part of this service online. Maybe you're in the building. Maybe you're a, like a lot of people because the majority of people, perhaps because of time zones, they're not live with us, but later, they're a part of it. Can I say to you, doesn't matter whether it's in this space right now or one during the week. You can say yes to the Saviour. The Saviour's waiting. Amen. You don't say yes to Metro Church. You don't say yes to our denomination. You say, Jesus, you're the Saviour. I'm saying yes to the Saviour. How hard is that? Well, it's pretty easy, actually. You begin like you do with everything else in life. You say yes, and you meet that person. Up here on the screen right now, on metrochurch.online, the yes button will come up. If you want to say yes to Christ, click on that. If you're in Australia, you text yes, even if you're in the building. Text yes to 488 You'd rather get the help and support totally free and totally without pressure. If you want to get that via email every day for 30 days, all we send you is we send you a Bible verse and a prayer different every day. Fits on one screen of a smartphone. And you say yes to Christ. We want to help you just get 
right on that journey with Him. If you want to do it via email, it's yes.metrochurch.org.org.au. Easiest, of course, if you're on Metro Online. Click on that button. Father, I pray for people here. Jesus, you died for people to say yes. Our yes is not a, well, I'll give it a go. Our yes is an understanding and a revelation of who Jesus is. Saying, I need a Savior to save me. I pray, God, for all those people that are saying yes today. People around the world. People maybe in places, Lord, where it might even be dangerous to say yes to Jesus, but they're going to say yes to you anyway. People in the building in front of me here that need to come back to Christ or say yes to Him for the first time. Pray, God, they'll do that today. Let the Savior touch them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The cross is the final word. Come on, sing it one more time. so in their hearts that today Lord we put an end to the will he won't he the arguments the debates the pushing the pulling and we look up and see our who say that I know it's settled thank you for that Lord in Jesus name thank you for each other Lord thank you that none of us have ever got to do this on our own None of us are strong enough to do it on our own. But God, you're there for us. I pray this week will be one of those weeks where we see the fingerprints of God over our week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What an awesome service. How great to be together. How great is God. How wonderful is the Holy Spirit.